welcome back to the Nobody Asked Our Opinion podcast, where two complete idiots talk about all things pop culture. This idiot's JJ. And this idiot's Joanna. And today we have, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some headline things, some drag race things, some holy shit, Falcon Winter Soldier things, and uh, holy shit, I just finished Mandalorian, and holy shit, holy shit all over. Wait, did you finish the entire season, or did you just watch the episode you have notes for? I thought that was the last one. No, boo-boo, there's still like four more episodes. There are three more episodes, or two more episodes. There's a few more episodes. No way. Yeah, that's that's not the gag. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, well then I guess I hadn't finished The Mandalorian. I still have yet... To, how many episodes then? Um, Two, if not three. Okay. Then like, I you will, still have a few more. I will check in with y'all next week with some more Mandalorian <laughs> stuff, because apparently there's more. I completely thought I had finished it. I was like, oh, shit, this is done? This is where they're going to leave it off? Oh, because I saw Anna's done. The fuck? Was this a super short episode? I thought you meant just that episode, because it was a super short episode. It was the shortest one of yeah, the season. Yeah, I literally thought <laughs> it was, that was the end. Oh, no. Okay, well, well, let's hit some headline news, and then we'll talk Jesus about Christ. the gag of the season. <laughs> JJ's still not done with Mandalorian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Falcon Winter Soldier, soldier. Yeah. down. Mandalorian, down. Yeah. I got this. And I'm like, no, there's more. Uh, but be happy, because <laughs> the ending is so much more satisfying when you get there. Okay, good. <clears throat> but um, let's talk about some news this week. Um so, exciting news for everybody, except for me and JJ. Disney Plus and Sony have signed this huge deal that'll put all the Spider-Man movies, like all of them, onto Disney Plus. However, JJ and I, when we do these franchise deep dives, um, so a little behind the seat, behind the scene tea, I can speak, there is, um, we take all of the, we watch all of the movies over the course of like a few weeks. And then we record all of those episodes ahead of time because there's nothing topical going on that we need to insert in those. So we watched all of these and on several different platforms. We had to use a VPN to watch on Canada's Netflix <laughs> to find some For of real, them. For real, yeah. And on Amazon Prime with my stars account. Like, we had to, like, dig for these films just for all of you. And now they're all on one platform. I'm so happy. <laughs> Yay. I mean, granted, this deal is also going to make lots of things easier on the MCU with the Spider-Man properties, I believe. Mm. Because Disney will probably have a little bit easier access to different things because Sony's going to be making money on their properties being on Disney Plus because Sony currently doesn't have a streaming platform, which we found out after we decided to do Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> what other um, MCU, well, like what other Marvel properties does Sony own other than Spider-Man? Don't they own Fantastic Four? No, Disney. No, that was Fox, and then Disney just decided to oh, buy Fox because right. they wanted it, and Sony won't go down that easy. <laughs> But all of the Spider-Man properties that are within, like, all of the Spider- Spider-Man characters that they want to use, they would have to get permission from Sony and sign a deal to use those characters. So whenever there was a, like, so for Far From Home, when they're like, we're going to use Mysterio, Sony's like, okay, give us this much money, you can use Mysterio for this one movie. Oh, you want to use Vulture? Cool. How much money you want to give us for it? So now I think it'll be because they have this big deal, it'll be easier for them to 
pull different uh, characters and usage. And if this new Spider-Man movie coming out in December is as ramped up as we are being led to believe with all of the uses of all of the other Spider-Mans, that's also characters that they had to get the rights to use from Sony. So I so don't think it was just, just Spider-Man then and Spider-Man property and Spider-Man adjacent properties. Yes, which okay. is covers a whole lot of characters that maybe feature in other have featured in other comics that they're like, "Well, we want to use this character, but it was a, originally a Spider-Man villain, but in this like comic series, like it crossed over and fought uh I don't know, Captain America or the Hulk or whatever, they would still have to get permission from Sony to use the, that that property. To like use that character. Yeah, yeah, just like when they were doing uh, Age of Ultron and they brought in Wanda Maximoff and uh, Pietro, they had to get special mm-hmm. clearance from Marvel or from X Men to be able to utilize those characters. And they were told you can use these ones, but no one else, and you can't cannot call them by their mutant names. And you can't use the word mutant. Now they own Fox and they can do whatever the fuck they want. So So Disney's taking over the world. (laughs) I mean, I'm okay with it. So far, things have started to get better. (laughs) Like, we're okay with it for now. We'll see (laughs) when it becomes a multi-conglomerate, you know, killer company that, like, downloads all of our memories into chips and stuff. We'll probably have an opinion about them then. Oh, I mean, I got the Pfizer vaccine already. I'm already microchipped. (laughs) Moderna. (laughs) I mean, I am jealous because your microchip is probably being controlled by Dolly Parton. Yes! (laughs) And I'm a little sad by that. (laughs) I want Dolly Parton to control my life. Oh, no. Dolly Parton's going to make decisions for me. I know. You'll be even more gay. <laughs> Super gay. Mm-hmm. To continue all, uh, with uh, all with things Marvel, uh, I guess there was a, f- a huge uh, leak, uh, Marvel leak on 4chan that revealed uh, a bunch of new possible characters and um, new, uh, new actors possibly coming into the, uh, the MCU, one of which has already confirmed. Uh, Russell Crowe will be Zeus, will play Zeus in Thor Love and Thunder. Um, uh, among the uh, leaked actors that might be making an appearance in the MCU include Charlie Hunnam from, uh, he was the guy in uh, Sons of Anarchy, that show, the biker show. Oh, I didn't watch that show. But he was in that. Good we got. Him. Oh, I'm going to. Uh, homeboy from Game of Thrones. I can never pronounce his name. Nicolaj. Oh, uh, yeah. Coder, Col, uh, Coster Waldow. He was a uh, Jamie Lannister in yes. the Game of Thrones. Uh, he might be making an appearance. Kiernan Shipka, who was most recently uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, I liked her in that. In uh, fucking Jim Carrey. <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie, who I'm all down for. Oh, um, I love Gwendolyn Christie. I love her. So are these characters just be, are these people that are just being they're named, rumored named people that are like you're gonna be in the MCU. I don't know what the, the MCU, fuck you're doing, yeah. but you're there. Yeah. Uh, who knows what characters they'll play? Um, who could uh, in what uh, uh, 
in what movies they might make appearances in. It's all like, it's just like, oh, all of these people are going to come in at some point during, in, in the MCU, which, um, which may or may not be true. Yeah. So, I mean, we, the only confirmed part of the leak was Russell Crowe who confirmed that he was part of, uh, he was going to play Zeus in uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And I'm honestly surprised like Kevin Feige didn't sniper him from a window. I know, I'm surprised he he's not like assassinated at this point. Yeah. Although, <laughs> I mean, since somebody else already dropped the leak and he was just like, yeah, they're like, God damn it, Russell Crowe. Well, didn't Alfred Molina like drop that he was a doc- reprising Doc Ock and he's still alive? <laughs> yeah, but that rumor has been around for a really long time. <laughs> And he finally just he finally said it, and I think Zendaya said something about working with Alfred Molina mm-hmm. in an interview before he confirmed it. Also, so that one I think they're just fin- they're finally like, oh, just just say it, like give give the people something, give them a crumb. But uh, but we also haven't fired Tom Holland for every time for he's everything like he's done. everything he's done, and I mean, Mark Ruffalo like. Instagram lived like the first like yeah, 20 minutes did. of a movie. Yeah, you did. Like I I think they only got audio cuz the phone was in his pocket, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's still around kind he's still of. still around too. I mean, but they've also kind of just been like, "Oh, Hulk's yeah. Hulk's not here right now." Oh, don't worry, Hulk's not here right now. Like they left him in space for a while because <laughs> That was his he was, was on timeout. Yeah, he was on timeout. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I don't know if, if this is any indicator, but of the of the potential spoiler casting and spoiler uh, tidbits that have gone out, specific ones, one of them was Russell Crowe playing Zeus. The other is Idris Elba not being in the Thor movie, but being in possibly being in the Loki series, and Cliff Barton finally retiring as Hawkeye. Clint. Clint Barton. <laughs> That's what it fucking says. Clint you, Barton. You said Cliff. <laughs> Did I say Cliff? You definitely said Cliff. Well, I meant Clint. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure we don't confuse the kids at home. But yeah, Clint Barton uh, potentially uh, retiring as Hawkeye. And all three of these are part of like the same, like very, the, one of the more specific yeah. uh, leaks that happened. And I mean, Russell Crowe did confirm his... Zeus, so I don't know if that's indi- any indication on the other two. Well, Idris Elba not being in the Thor movie, but being in the Loki series makes sense because Idris Elba was killed in Endgame, or mm-hmm. yeah, I think he was or, killed in, in Infinity War. Infinity War. It's all one giant movie in my brain. So distinguishing the two, but no, the the top of Infinity War, they killed Idris Elba's character. So he's Heimdall's yeah. not going to be in the new movie because he's dead. He but did. he could be in Loki because Loki's about time travel. Right. So that makes sense. And I think we all knew that Clint Barton was going to retire because... Apparently this time it's for real. I mean... I feel like like he has a series, so it makes sense to like wrap up his character because the only character that he had any real connection with was uh, Black, Widow, Black Widow, and she did, and she did too. And he's like getting older, and he doesn't have any superpowers, so let him train uh, his train new, his daughter, <laughs> train, train Kate Bishop, send her out into the world to be the new Hawkeye, and that'll be that. Um, <laughs> so that makes sense. So I mean. Those make sense, but I don't feel like they're, like, leaks because they're, like, logical conclusions. And I feel like we knew Heimdall might be in the Loki series because at one point he, like, Loki, like, jumps out of a plane and then, like, gets, like, teleported by the, by Frost, so. But, yeah. 
But yeah, so... And th- Most, a lot it's of this mostly could... just it, it's the biggest part of the lake is mostly just like all these like actors who are like potentially going to be coming into the MCU and none of them can say anything because no. Kevin Feige will kill them yeah oh two I hadn't said is Michelle Dockery I don't know who that is and Richard Armitage which why does that name sound familiar I don't know but they're uh, they're also rumored rumored to be uh, entering the MCU at some point well, there's also a plot leak um, for the new Spider-Man movie, but there's like four of them that have come out for the new Spider-Man movie, and a few like they've all been like wildly different right. <laughs> of how they're doing things. And I'm like, one of them might be true. Sure. I think one of them sounded a little bit more believable than like another one because those are dumb. But it's it's I don't know. I'm just. I just want the movie to come out, but we have all sorts of fun things before then. We have all sorts of fun stuff. Like, um, but to continue the MCU rumor mill, um, there is rumors that the Netflix Marvel properties, Daredevil, Punisher, and Jessica Jones, those respective characters might be showing up in the MCU at some point, but not they're reprising their roles but not like canon to those series. Canon to the series. As long as what's his face doesn't come back as Iron Fist. They're reca- they're so uh, <laughs> they're looking to bring back Charlie Cox as Daredevil, John Barenthal as the Punisher, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, and Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, Wilson Fisk. Um, the at the at this time, Luke Cage and Iron Fist have reportedly been recast. Oh, I'm a little sad for Luke Cage because I really enjoyed that actor. Like, I thought he did a really good job with that character. But, um, please, anybody but Sir Loris <laughs> for the Iron Fist. That's right. Oh, my God. Sir Loris was Iron Fist. Oh. And it was bad. It was really bad. Um, but everybody else I'm cool with. Like, there's rumors that Charlie Cox is supposed to be in the Spider-Man movie along with the other 7,000 people that are supposed to be in that movie. Mm -hmm. But we shall see, but I'm excited for the actors who are still on there to uh, come back and do wonderful things for us. Oh, apparently John Barenthal and Kristen Ritter are expected to be in the She-Hulk. Oh, with uh, Kristen Ritter is reportedly going to be showing up in the She-Hulk Disney plus series. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Oh, Richard Armitage was in the Hobbit trilogy. As? Thorin. Okay. As a, uh, a, note, from, like. a note from our producer who fact checks us every once in a while. Sometimes he lets us just go off in, on our tangents and we're like, find out way later that we're super Just wrong. wild speculation and just like misinformation spewing left and right. He's like, ah, in this case, I'll let you, I'll, I'll correct you guys. <laughs> <laughs> or just give us a little bit of information, which uh, we appreciate from time to time. Uh, but otherwise, um, we are not accurate almost ever. I mean, I, what did I say? We're complete idiots. <laughs> yes. So please don't take most of what we say at face value. Go do your own research <laughs> and then email us and tell us what we got wrong. Um, or email us and tell us what we got right. It'd probably be a shorter email. <laughs> yeah, that'd probably be a shorter email. Um, in other fun news, the Simpsons are, you know, trying to get on the right side of history, and they have recently recast a gay Cuban character with a gay Cuban actor. Representation matters, y'all. Um, because we have had a lot of actors from The Simpsons who have 
stepped down from different roles that they've Zaria most famously stepped down as Apu, uh, the Indian convenience store character. Yes. Um, Because he is not Indian. He is not Indian. Um, I think. uh, I think they also cast Dr. Hibbard, recast Dr. Hibbard. Yes. Who, um, with a, who was, with a black man. Yeah. So they, they're, uh, realizing that when making these in the eighties, the casting that they did, especially for a low budget, uh, cartoon series to be able to have voice actors, who can voice multiple characters at the time made sense, even if it is culturally insensitive, but now we're living in a time where The Simpsons is like the, one of the longest running TV shows in history. I think they've they've just renewed for their 33rd and 34th seasons. Not surprised. So they've been going forever. And we're at the point to where they can... They have the money to hire people to play the characters that they are on the show. So. Yeah, and potentially, you know, uh, change the narrative for pop in pop culture and just, you know, set examples for shows moving forward that, like, hey, if you're going to cast a Latino character, it's probably a good idea to, you know, use a Latino voice actor for that character. That makes sense. Because that makes sense. Um, and other, I think other shows have had, I know that... Um, uh, uh, Big Mouth. There's a couple of comedians off of uh, from Big Mouth who've stepped down from their characters. I think Jenny Slate played um, uh, uh, some uh, a character of a uh, different race of, as her, and she stepped down because she's like, I don't feel good doing this. A lot of characters and, from uh, Family Guy and things like that also have, yes, um, have been like, oh, yeah, you know what, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, maybe Cleveland shouldn't be uh, voiced, voiced by a, by a middle-aged white dude. I mean, one would think. So, uh, so it's nice to see that representation is being addressed, especially in something like cartoons where... That's one shaping would, our kids. What, well, one would argue that the seeing the character is more important than having them be voiced by that character, because that was always the thing. Is like, well, we can get a white guy to play Apu, and it's fine because nobody sees the voice actors. But we live in a time in a world where one, we do see who the voice actors are now because they're often in other things. And they're in other things, or we we can look that up. That's, like we can see them. We can, follow, we can follow them on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and things like that. Or um, so. And then being able to hear your voice in cartoons is important. And I think that it's great to see these, one, all of these actors who are turning down work because they're like, I don't fit that narrative anymore. And having the wherewithal to say, I, I'm not going to play a character that's out of my race because that doesn't make sense and that's not the narrative that I want to portray as an actor. But also to see, like, the Simpsons are actively looking to see who they can find that actually represents the characters that they're utilizing, which is nice also. And I hope that more things happen so uh, Scarlett Johansson isn't having to play... A Japanese Japanese detective (laughs) or... Emma, Emma Stone playing a half-Hawaiian, half-Chinese character? Hawaiian-Japanese. Was it Hawaiian-Japanese? It was Hawaiian-Japanese. But, yeah, like, let's... Um, let's start... 
casting people where they reflect the characters that they're playing. I mean, like, again, like, to an extent, like, as an actor, you want to play something that's, like, outside your realm of possibilities because that's what you do as an actor is that you you dig deep and you portray something that's different. But uh, I'm not going to go and portray someone who is Asian or African-American or anything else really that's that's because that's not different that's insensitive right and not only is he playing the the actor who plays the character is um of the same race but he's also a gay actor too and that's also that adds another level of um, authenticity uh of authenticity and the representation because uh the gay cuban community is a thriving thriving community um, and deserves representation on a national platform like The Simpsons, who, you know, is being broadcast to millions and millions of television sets every week. And so having that kind of representation matters, especially to young gay Cuban youth who are trying to find their way in the world. Yeah. Seeing themselves on TV on, on, a, on something like The Simpsons, which is a cultural phenomenon, is a huge step. Absolutely. Huge, 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 huge. So good on you, uh, The Simpsons and the creators of The Simpsons and Matt Groening and is that how you sound his name? Groening. Yes. <laughs> There's <the> fucking Germans. <laughs> I know, it looks like Groening, but it's Groening. Yeah. Um, also, um, I didn't watch the Oscars, did you? Fuck no. <laughs> but um, which is, I mean, for me, like I used to always watch the Oscars because I just liked being able to see people honored for their work but then it kind of became a uh a, really just watching people be slighted or watching a bunch of white people sit around and i was gonna say oh you mean just all the white people get the awards <laughs> yeah i mean it's hashtag a, oscar's too white <laughs> yeah oscar's so white i mean i will say that like every time a white person wins an, wins an award it's not necessarily a racist thing if they were the best person but there have been plenty of times where people of color were clearly the best in that category and don't win or weren't nominated. And you're like, okay, that's cute. But well, the fact that they, yeah, like they weren't nominated in the first place. Yeah. So, um, but I will say, um, I am very excited to see that Chloe Zhao is the first Asian American woman to win best director and only the second woman ever to win best director. Yeah, huge, 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 huge. And I mean, because I remember when Catherine Bigelow won for Hurt Locker, um, which is also another movie I famously haven't seen. <laughs> I don't watch war movies, especially about current war movies, because they make me sad and a part of me dies inside. So I just avoid them. But I was really, it was really exciting and empowering to see that this woman had won. And uh, then now to sit down and see that another female has won who is a person of color is really exciting, but I want to be able to just sit down and see lots of women and men be nominated together and then just the best person wins. But I mean, I'll just get rid of the, just get rid of the gendered. Um, no, not even the gendered. Like, I mean, I don't want it to be like, Oh, Chloe Zhao is our token woman to win the Oscar for best director because we haven't had one win since. Do you think that's happened? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see her movie either. <laughs> I didn't watch really any of these movies. <laughs> um, so I don't have a whole lot to say about 
the quality of the films, but I don't want it to be this, become just this, oh, well, it's fine. Chloe Zhao won last year. We don't have to nominate another woman for another 20 years. Mm. Um, you want to see this train keep moving forward? Yeah, I want to see more women nominate. I want to see more women directors. There's not that many to begin with. I mean, off the top of my head, like, I can only think of, like, three, maybe four women directors. I can name, like, two. Are they Catherine Bigelow and Chloe Zhao? No. Greta Gerwig. <laughs> yeah. Of Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. And um, Penny Marshall. The other one that came to mind was Patty Jenkins. I don't know who that is. She directed the Wonder Woman movies. Ah. But yeah, after you, you have the handful of women directors, um, and didn't Penny Marshall die? I don't think so. I'm going to fact check this real quick. She could. I mean, she was old. Yeah, but she died in 2018. So that so we just completely ignore the fact that she was a female director? I'm not saying that we can ignore the fact that she's a female director. I'm just saying that we can ignore the fact that she won't be nominated anytime soon. Well, yeah. I wasn't saying that she was going to be. I'm just saying I named and another you, female director. director. Yeah, and you did. And she's not going to be in contention for being an active director anytime soon because she unless died. Some, unless if some like work that she had made before she had died comes up and people decide to... To release to it. To release it and she gets a posthumous award. Like four years later? Yeah. I mean, Stranger Things have happened, I guess. They're still releasing Prince music. They are. So, I mean, it's entirely possible. How many fucking times have you seen Michael Jackson, you know, green screen his way, moonwalking across the fucking stage? I mean, to be fair, Michael Jackson's not doing that. Somebody else is, but it's his, it, it is his moonwalk. But no, I mean, that's fair. I don't see that happening. No, I don't see I, that happening either. But, but you know. I mean, it's in the realm of possibilities of things that could definitely happen, I guess. But in other news for the Oscars, Anthony Hopkins won for Best Actor, which they made the last category of the night, which is never the last category of the no, night. No, it's not. Um, they revamped the whole like ending of it so that way it would end with a potential Chadwick Boseman winning. Which I think is more insulting just to rework it and then not have him win. That's the problem. I also didn't see the movie that Chadwick Boseman was in and I didn't see the movie that Anthony Hopkins was in. I think that Anthony Hopkins is a great actor. And I think oh, that... Oh, I don't think... I, I think... It, I'm sure he probably... De- I'm sure he deserved it. No, but yeah, but I mean, just to to. But to rework the entire Oscars, just and so only people have, will watch, and only have just to have a a different person that was anticipated. I don't know if they were if the, the Academy, like they were like, okay, yeah, we're we're anticipating this 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 actor is going to win, so we're gonna you know, I. I no, I I think it was honestly just an attention grab, so people would stay through because. A lot of people probably tuned in to see if Chadwick Boseman would win after his death. Just like when Heath Ledger won after he died. And they're like, oh yeah, man, he'll finally get the recognition he deserved. I don't know if he deserved to get the recognition on this film or not. I'm sure there were other movies he probably could have deserved it even better. Um, I don't know. But uh, Anthony Hopkins, though, he won. He was in Wales. He didn't stay up to find out he won. He found out the next morning. And he uh, paid tribute to Chadwick Boseman on his Instagram uh, feed, which was very sweet. And he was super surprised that he won because he's, like, super old. 
Um, what, how old is he? 83, 82? Something like that. He, he's mm-hmm. old. Yeah. He's real old. And I forgot that he's real old because in my mind he's still... He's still Hannibal. Yeah. He's absolutely still Hannibal in my brain. But I thought it was sweet that he paid tribute to Chadwick. And I think that it was a nice way, a nice way, a nice tone to end all of the Oscar kerfluffle. Yeah. Really, the only thing I heard was uh, David Kalua, who uh, won Best Supporting Actor, made his, like, made a weird comment about his parents fucking so that he could exist. Huh. <laughs> I mean. It was awkward, and how that awkward that was. I mean, it's accurate. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, but sh- that's that's a way to do an Oscar speech, yeah, I guess. I think he, he I think he thanked his parents for, like, having sex and creating him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, why not? I, I, I mean, good for you. Good on you, buddy. Let's get to the important news of our week. It's time for the Drag Race 20 because we finally have a new queen in our kingdom. Well, it took us five years. I mean, in the longest season ever, we have a new queen. We're going to start our Drag Race 20 where we talk about Drag Race for exactly 20 minutes um, in three, two, one. Congratulations, Simone! Congratulations! Oh, 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 oh! I mean, we we knew that was gonna happen. Oh, I mean, we I we called it forever. I've said repeatedly on this podcast that it was so nice of Simone to let these other girls yeah. compete in Simone's Drag Race this year. It was just very kind. Um, no, but it was it was so great. the The episode honestly was really well put together for it being so sparse as far as like they couldn't do it in front of an audience um clearly that drive-in uh thing was not a live audience no (laughs) it was clearly filmed later because there was no way they would have let jada jada essence hall walk around that parking lot full of people and then come in and go like talk to the the queen Was was she even masked i don't think so um, I don't think so either. And it was probably a bunch of people because they also like kept like showing the same reactions of like the same like seven it was probably people. Like, it was probably it was, like a, only a handful of people in that. It was a handful of people that were there and they were probably all of Jada's friends. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. Potentially. Or I mean, like, uh, they could just or pr- production and... crew or people who were there. Like, part I'm of sure the they could have gotten people who tested negative and like were able to quarantine for however long that they needed to quarantine for or whatever. Um, they yeah, because it wasn't the quite the what drag shows have been. Because again, you had Jada like walking through around there. I'm like, girl, what you doing? Why aren't you up there there to crown? And I was like, oh, they definitely filmed this like a week before. <laughs> yeah, they filmed that like relatively recently. Um, um, but, uh, what I loved about the final finale was that this is the first time we get a ball. I was like, cause first when they, they came out and they said what their like category was for the first one, which was the black and white. I was like, that's fun. And then they came out and then they go red all over. And I went, what? We get another one. Get another one? And, then and then it then... W- then it was best drag. And I was like. Another one? You get so many looks. I mean, twelve it, new looks at the top of the show. Which I mean makes sense because usually those bitches have to change like throughout the course of the evening because they're doing like other interviews or they're talking to other people and things come out and they're like, oh, here they are again. So they come out and they're like 
look their first look and then they come out in their look where they're being interviewed by rue and then they come out in their look where they do a dance and a song and then they come out in their performance their, looks and their like lip sync outfits and trying to hit, they hide come, the reveal yeah. that they're inevitably gonna show <laughs> right um i have i have words to speak of this but let's talk about these looks real quick um first, first of all I, I have them pulled up gotten uh uh, we, I don't think they showed the red carpet looks on in the finale, did they? No. But th- this compilation has their red, their uh, individual red carpet look, and so here is Got Mix. Oh, that's pretty. Red carpet look, and um, it's like it's very structured uh, on the top, but like like billowy, and it's pretty. That like, I love it, that. The, like the hair. structure, kind of like if. If we took if we took out our torso, I feel like the top could like nestle right on top because you can see like the, the peplums and the yeah, it's here like a raised pe- peplum to be like a deconstructed gown. Yeah, yeah, it's really pretty, and I love her hair. That hair that it's like a this is a Tina Burner like wig. This is a this is a fire <laughs> this is like a fiery redhead. Oh, Tina Burner wishes she wore something <laughs> that structured. Oh, for sure. Okay, next. Um, and then this is Got Mix. Uh, black and white. She the, oh, that the Hellraiser makeup with the 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 gown, like the, and then she had the Pandora's box. She as had a the Pandora's purse. box as a purse. Oh, snaps! Like that was so super pretty. cool. And I think that's, I think that that's kind of what we're missing in uh, in some of the, uh, like the mainstream drag race fandom or like canon is that there's there hasn't been like horror like spook i mean this is uh, crystal this method is... did a runway in, as freddy krueger i yeah so there was the one we have this one evie oddly did like a, a creepy um and sharon needles was also the original spook so queen. like four in a season uh, in a in a uh, in a competition that has lasted 13 seasons this is the kind of thing i want to see more of because we i think we've seen enough of the pageantry i think we've seen enough of the cake can't be kooky queens. This like horror references, I think are, uh, I think it's a really smart to kind of go down that route. Cause it's something we've never, we haven't really seen a ton of. No, I mean, I agree, but we're also like drag is always like is an evolution. So I think we're at that point to where more Queens will be making cool references like this. Next. We only have 15 more minutes oh, shit, and yeah. there's a shit ton of stuff and I have lots to say. Um, um, I'm. Uh, I, the red I like, all over. Uh, I the red all over has got this like kind of big kind of pantaloony thing. Um, I appreciate the, the artistry message? and the art and the message. I, it's not my favorite. No, it's not my favorite either. I think she looks beautiful still, but it's like out of the red all over looks, it wasn't the best. No. Okay. Next. And, oh my god, bitch. Okay, this Queen of Hearts, like, or not even Queen of Hearts, like, it's evil, like the queen. evil Queen. This evil queen look, like, that bitch did not have to turn it that hard. This is next level amazing. <laughs> and I mean, like, the the, 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 like, the, the pieces of her is, like, her rib cage breaking, but it's, like, gold and, uh, uh, I, it's I so live. so good. I live. This was, uh, at first, this was like, oh, this is the fucking, this is the, this is the best. Um, but, but, then, but we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not there yet. Because, okay, so here's, up next is Candy Muses. This is her, um... Oh, her, uh... Runway runway look. look. And this is beautiful. It is very beautiful. I think that's the... And, like, her makeup was on point. And I I do like a Candy Muse in a beehive. I do. I do, too, because it is a very flattering look on her face. It 
thins her out because her hair goes higher. Yeah, it, it really balances out the... Um, and she has this nice structured shoulder, which I also, like, asymmetrical shoulder, which also flatters her body nicely. She looks she looks gorgeous. Really pretty. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, this Black Lives Matter black and white dress. Okay, I think that the dress is great. I wish that the message was... I Because I didn't realize what the message was until she told Correct. me. Correct. However, I appreciate that it's there. Her hair, though, is next level. Absolutely. The best part of this look is the hair. It's that kind of like fanned out bang moment. Oh, that's gorgeous. Um, I do appreciate the fact that the M is kind of outlining the hemline. Yeah. And that the Bs kind of go under her boobs. Yes. It's just, it doesn't read Black Lives, Black Lives Matter. Matter. No. That's the problem. Okay. And next. Burp. Okay. Uh, so this is like a steampunk leather... Red uh, outfit. I I don't love it. However, I do appreciate the headphones and the little the little little boombox little boom as a nod to her entrance look. Mm-hmm. I just thought I the entrance that. look was better. No, the, I think this was a good attempt to have a, a, a like a steampunky red like outfit. Yeah, it just I mean it, it just was wasn't. And then okay, I I love hate this outfit of this best drag thing i think that i appreciate the peacock feather thing but it's just something about the way it's executed isn't quite right and i think it was best pointed out on the pit stop by katya uh katya said that the problem is is that the dress on its own is structured properly it's just the fabric the way that it's being utilized makes it look cheap yeah and i didn't realize that that was my problem with it until she pointed out i was like oh that is it. Mm-hmm. I wish this was a little bit better. I wish that it, because it was a good concept. It's just missing the mark a little bit on execution. Yeah, it's, it's just a little bit too high off the ground. I wish it would have actually hit the ground. Yeah, or be like ironically short, like when Katya's uh, All Stars 2 finale dress, which was like at the knee length, but like a ball gown. Oh, 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 because yeah, it yeah. was like awkwardly uncomfortably short. It was like, like black and white. It was the black and gold, gold one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like either make it ironic or make it the right length. I don't know if I don't know if Candy Muse could pull off an ironic look like that. No, so it should just be the right length. It just that's needs just, to be the that right was length. my point. There needs to be one or the other, but Candy Muse it just should have been the right length. All right, yeah, next. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I, this is the my least favorite look of the night. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Rose's uh, red carpet oversized like wrist action uh she's giving me like kathleen turner vibes a little bit yeah and i like the i like her her hair her hair uh I mean, it's it's also giving me like the the silhouette is giving me a little bit of like sandy at the end of grease in the black outfit that, yeah 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 like the bad girl yeah. sandy yeah it's i cute. mean it's, it's, it's cute. cute it's it's not jaw dropping but it's cute it yeah. works it looks good um bitch okay this black and white bitch. look when rosé oh. bit that corner i was like oh my god i no want all of it way. i want all of it it has all the, the big, bows the the big hat i thought her makeup looked pretty i i know other people have read her makeup for tonight i thought it looked fine um, i could have used maybe more of the color in the in the lip maybe but I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. But angry I also, at it. she didn't wildly change her her makeup for all of the looks, and I don't think most of the girls did. So I think that it works fine. It's just I think it looks more muted because she doesn't have hair, because it's underneath the the hood. It's underneath the the hood. The but hood yeah, but that shape. That's my fair lady, eleganza extravaganza. Like I'm here for it. That's okay, really good. Next, boot. I don't like this at all. I don't. I don't 
hate this it. Makes, I don't. I don't understand it. I don't hate it, but I don't love it, and I don't understand why she's doing the weird like Denali ice skating thing. Yeah, I think it's just because there's weird fabric on her feet. There was like a weird yeah. extra length fabric on her feet that were like covering up her uh, her like oh maybe heel. oh, and that's why she was like kind of dragging. It's oh. supposed to be like a rooted look. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't hate. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's just like nah. Oh, I that hate it. I don't. Look. I don't like okay. this at all. All right. I don't like this at all. Then let's change it. Get it off. This is beautiful. Okay, her that that. Oh, the queen and her queen of Scots, like giant uh, giant train, and it's all like bejeweled and uh, like even her like boot is kind of like has like the same kind of um, uh, sort of like. Almost padded like feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quilted. Quilted, yes. That's what you want. It's quilted. It's gorgeous. Her face looks pretty. Her hair is gorgeous. Like this is That's perfection. Good. Yeah. Very right. very good. This uh, is Simone's. Uh, I didn't know this, but the hat is a is a um a coin purse. Oh. The boot is a coin purse. This and bitch. her her sleeves are coin purses. This bitch is everything. I fucking love this. Her point of style and her thought process of putting outfits together is next level. That's and amazing. It's, otherwise, it's a very simple outfit. It's, it's a, a very simple, simple. It's this pink. But it always has like these fun little nods to what she's doing, and it's very uh, Marilyn Monroe diamonds are a girl's best friend kind of look, but with coin purses, and I'm here for it. Oh, all right. So next. Oops! I put click twice. My bad. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh! So this black and white, at first I was like, because first I was like, okay, got Mick has got this. And then right. Candy Muse came out and I was like, that was, it's not quite as good as got Mick, but it's still gorgeous. And then Rosé comes out and I was like, oh bitch, she's taking this category. And then Simone, Miss Simone had to come around the corner in the biggest, beautiful, it's a Marie Antoinette inspired gown made out of fucking do-rags. It is, she's got a do-rag in the hair. It's all like lined with do-rags on the bottom under the like the ruffled um, fabric. Her hair itself is this giant like sculpted fro moment. Oh, oh god, it is this is everything I want from drag that I didn't know I needed from drag and it's perfection. And the worst, the best part about it is this is there's a better look. I, I and it gets better. I didn't think she could not do it. Okay, so let's let's talk about the red look, which is the nails she look. She fucking came out in all acrylic nails. Yes. Her fucking hair is two head two hands adorned with acrylic nails. Her feet have giant acrylic, acrylic nails, nails on them. Her it's her dress is made out of acrylic nails. Oh my god. It is so good. It is stupid how amazing it is. It is so funny. This is like, exactly what a Simone... This is like quintessential Simone. Yeah. Simone. Okay, so then we gotta talk about the next look because we're running low on time. I'm actually paying attention. Okay, so this finale look? I think it's. it looks fine. I'm confused with the references. Like, it's like half like goddess, half armor but like with a medusa headpiece like i feel like i like all the things individually i don't know if it works for me all together oh for me together because from how i'm taking the reference is that she has she is her own goddess but she's also her own basically knight in shining armor her own protector 
because she can protect herself. And I think the Medusa style hair with the with the metallic uh, from the the armored side is all together, kind of wrapped together, just to be like the 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 merriment of being able to be this beautiful uh, queen. But also be like, I can take care of myself too. Because she has been very weepy this season and, you know, very mm-hmm. vulnerable and she's like, I have Especially my armor the on most, now. The most I can I can I can protect myself and I'm I have my strength. So it's, it's still it's still really pretty. Super, super yeah. super well done. Okay, so we have five minutes to talk about these lipsticks. Uh they did rose dirty. They absolutely did rose dirty. Not well that and she also she's like, I have a sprained ankle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, which I mean, like she did her, like she did what she could. Um, I was honestly gagged when it first landed on Candy, and I was like, "Oh, well, clearly Candy is gonna go against Simone or Mick because Got Mick and Simone is gonna be the finale of the fight That's for the crown." The and then it was like Rose. I was like, "What?" <laughs> but I call production wiggetry here because yeah. it was Rose by a click. Yes, it was a click. It was a click. And so I'm like, yeah. I see you, producers. I mean, I can see that they're trying to do like this, like New York Queens versus the LA, LA Queens, Queens, and yeah. then it'll be the you know East Coast versus the West Coast. But I didn't care. I wanted to see Simone and got well. No, actually, I think they also wanted the the finale to be better because Simone versus Got Mick was really boring. <laughs> because but neither of those girls dance. Neither of them dance, and they would have been like it would have been like a Utica wiggle to the top moment. Yeah, but I think you would have been even more justified in saying that Simone won. Although I do, I do say though, I will stand by the fact that I do think Simone won her lip sync against Candy because I think Candy was just like, "They're not. I'm not gonna win. I'm gonna do my best. I'm not gonna win." And Simone just gave face. No, yeah, Simone really told she. She told that story. It was all in the face, all in the attitude. Um, I think her reveal was kind of stupid, but... <laughs> okay, so the best reveal of the entire lip sync was Candy Muse's first reveal. Because I was, she walked up, and I was like, okay, well, Rosé clearly is going to be pulling shit off. And Candy right. Muse, and I was like, Candy's really not going to be pulling out a reveal this time? Uh, okay. And she just like takes everything off. And then and it just, a completely different outfit. Completely I did different not outfit, see yeah. it coming. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Also, Rosé's like outfit underneath her outfit, she should have kept that shit on. That was, a, that was not the bodysuit to nah. be wearing. It was not cute. It was not flattering. It was not, yeah, it made her look wide and yeah, she's not really, a wide girl. No, she's not. Um, so, eh. but I think that, uh, like all of the rest, of, I thought the lips, the lip syncs were meh. I thought the, I thought Candy versus Rosé was probably the best one just because Candy did really good. Yeah. And Rosé's like, I think Rosé also knew. Rosé's like, oh, fuck, I'm not going, I'm not winning. <laughs> but Yeah, and that's kind of sad because, you know, I really did peg her, like, at least winning that. Uh, I would say, what I, I would have liked to see Simone... And go not not go up against a Candy Muse right away. I would have liked to see Simone go against a Rosé right away. I thought the yeah I thought it was gonna be Simone Rosé and Candy, Candy got Mick. And but, then have Simone and, Simone and got Mick like duke it out. Yeah, but there's also no way that. Got Mick was not gonna win a lip sync against any of those bitches. Like, I thought they were going to pull out some, unless she pulled out some, like, crazy stunts. She's just, like, she is talented. I think that she can turn a look. 
I think that she is funny. I don't think she she is not a lip sync assassin. <laughs> Did she was she in the park track group? No, she won the first she one. She won her first one, and she... because it was again, and it was against Utica, and it was the most boring song on the planet. But it I was... mean, Utica has has proven to be a really good lip syncer. It just, I think, it, possibly at that moment, it just wasn't. It wasn't it because it was also they didn't understand team. Utica at that moment because they had just met everybody during that first lip sync, and again, that first lip sync was like. Sure, one of you won. One of you won. Cool. Because <laughs> um, it wasn't it wasn't the tea. It was like the to the Lindsay Lohan rumors song, which wasn't. Well, I don't remember. Yeah, which wasn't all that interesting. Like I remember, like I just vividly remember that being like, oh yeah, no, this is like, yeah, I got make one that one because sure, why not? But it was not because she was some like amazing lip sync no. assassin. <laughs> it wasn't like. Uh, Denali lost her first lip sync because she was in ice skates. It was, oh, you guys are just not, that's not the tea. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but that was it. Um, I'm so glad Simone won. And did you watch the video where Simone, like where the four girls are like sitting down and they get to watch live who won? Mm-hmm. I cried. It was so cute. Like, and they're so sweet and supportive. And like, Simone's like falling on the ground sobbing. And they're all like, no, bitch, you no, won. Get yourself up. Like, you and won. Can, like, Bask in and, this. And Candy was like the one who you would think would be like, very uh-huh. like Alaska about it. And then like, I'm so happy you won. And she's like sobbing because she's mad that she lost. But she was like, like the first one celebrating, like I thought, like when they announced their winner and uh, Mick and uh, Rose came out and like attacked her, and they're like, "We love you!" and um, and that's all. That's all the time we have for Drag Race. <laughs> if you want to talk more, send us an email at nobodyasteropinion at gmail dot com, or send us a direct message on Instagram at nobodyasteropinion. We'll talk more about about it there, or you can wait till next to. week where we're gonna talk about Drag Race Down Under. <laughs> That, oh, starts. That's, that starts this week. It starts on Saturday. What? Um, so on that note, though, let's take a quick break. Soldier ended this past week. No, it's when no more Falcon Winter Soldier. But yay, all okay. the shit. Okay, so um, spoiler alert is in effect as always because um, we're gonna spoil the shit out of this show. Yeah. First of all, I cried within like the first five minutes because Sam Wilson comes flying into his uh, in to save the day and. He's in the new suit and it's so pretty and it looks so good. And then somebody goes, who are you? And he goes, I'm Captain America. And I like literally stopped it, rewound it, watched it again and cried some more because I was so happy. It was just like, (laughs) this is what we need in my life. Um, But before that, we see Sharon Carter and she's got the the cloaking mask from uh, that Black Widow war in, I think it was one of the Captain America movies. Civil War? Probably. That's why I want to pick. Sure. Picture it. It was in one of them. I know Black Widow wore it. 
and you're like, oh, look at her being all like in disguised and shit. And she's like, that's cool. That's cool. And her and Bucky are off to go like save the day and stuff. And then uh, Sam comes in with his new costume and looking all badass and kicking bad, uh, kicking his ass and killing bad guys. And well, not really killing bad guys, but he's beating the crap out of him. Beating the crap out of him. I have a controversial and brave. Uh, oh, controversial opinion. yet brave. Okay. I don't like Sam's outfit. Oh, you don't? Why not? I don't like it. I have yet to figure out why. I don't know if it's because, like, it feels too, like, it doesn't feel fitted enough. I don't know if it's, like, the color scheme, if it's, like, too heavy on the white and not enough on, like, red or blue. Um, I feel like that it's, I have yet to, like, pinpoint exactly what I don't like about it. I've been trying to like look up pictures and see what 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 issues I have. I think it might be like it the feels... fact that he looks like he's super yoked in there and like he's like a, he's a nice fit man, but he looks like he's like four he sizes look, larger. He does look bulkier. Yeah. Uh, especially like in the chest. I feel like his like the upper torso is like wa- super super wide. Um, I don't know if I if I, like I said, I don't know if it's like, if it's too heavy on the, on the, like the white colors and not enough on like the blues and the reds because, um, cause Captain, cause Chris Evans, Captain America outfit was heavily blue and red and very yeah. little white. Well, that's because he was white. And so this costume, he, he, he ain't white. So we're showing, he's like, look, it's the whiteness. I don't know. I think it's also because it complements the skin tone better. I, think. I mean, perhaps, but like, do I need to be hit over the head with that? Like, oh, he's black? I also think, like, I believe I was told or heard that it is more comic book accurate. It is more comic book accurate. I have seen that. And but, even, but, like, I feel like that it, even in the comic book, it still didn't feel too heavy on the white. It felt more balanced. Maybe it's just that HD coming through. It could be. It could just be the fit. Maybe because he is. It does seem like he was more bulky. Yeah, I, I think that was my initial issue. I was like, wow, they're really going for that like Superman like reverse like, tri- triangle yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think that that is a little much. But I don't know. I also think just Anthony Mackie is just a snack, and if his skin tone just looks so good underneath that and with the half cowl. Uh, no, I, I like the headpiece. I like the headpiece. Uh, I just don't... I, it's the upper body for me, I think. I think it's just the shape that, that you have Maybe an issue it's the with. shape. And, but, like, some of his pants, like, it felt a little kind of, like, unfitted, too. Like, I felt like it could have been, like, like snatched in a little more. It's okay. Because he's flying. It should be aerodynamic. Nothing should be flopping around. Um, that's fair. Um, unless it's the dick. <laughs> I mean, yep. <laughs> fly that dick round I don't care if it's not aerodynamic <laughs> they also could it could have just been a rush job on the costume because they're like fuck we need to have this ready for this episode maybe and um, it, maybe it'll look better in the like uh, subsequent iterations of yeah. whenever he appears I do think it's really cool that they've melded both Captain America and Falcon, Falcon into one that's pretty tight um, I love the wings the wings are so cool they look so much nicer even than the the wings he had for mm-hmm. as Falcon the whole time oh so pretty and I love the shield like connects to his back and 
And he's got he he controls that shield so sexy, <laughs> so sexy. Like kicks it up and like brings the chest on. I'm like, oh, well, I, mean, I want Steve, that to be my neck. <laughs> well, I mean, Steve Rogers did that too. Would kick it up and, and hold it, but when he kicked that up and like hit uh, Bartrock in the face, you're like, yeah, yeah, that was good. Ugh, and it was so I, much, I, so much better. I mean, Anthony kidding. Mackie hits different than than a Chris Evans does. So, um, yeah, then, so the bad guys are the Flag Smashers. They take the world leaders. And they split them up. They kind of split them up into different, like, vehicles because they're kidnapping them because, like, boo, 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 you guys are making bad decisions. And you know how this all wouldn't have happened if they would have listened to Sam when he said, don't take them anywhere. It's a trap. They're trying to get them out of here because they're going to do something bad because clearly it's a trap. And they're like, fuck you. (laughs) We're going to do this anyways. (laughs) You're not my real Captain America. <laughs> and they take they take them anyways. So you're like, yeah, you know what? Government's still doing a great job. Okay. okay. So they all go off and, you know, Carly and the Flag Smashers are like, we're going to kidnap these people. And they kidnap those people. And then John Walker shows up with his, you know, garbage his tin garbage can. Is- tin oh can. Like, it was like one of those, like, like the lids of like the like tin garbage cans that like kids would be like i'm captain america now mm-hmm. it like, was real it was cr- it was crunchy even, and then it becomes crunchy and then even like homegirl carly she's like fuck your shield <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely um but i do love that he shows up and he's like i'm gonna fucking kill you um did they let him keep is that the same captain american outfit that he got I think so. It Did, looks the same. It still looks like Party City Cap. Uh, I'm going to say that they didn't let him keep the suit. Like, he was probably supposed to return it. And he just like, never he gave it like, back? No. He's like, I'm it's keeping fine. this fucking shit. It's fine. And I think, well, and also the government was probably more concerned about the shield than they were about... His outfit. His outfit. They're like, you can keep the fucking piece of fabric. Yeah. They're like... <laughs> we want the... We want it back, but if you don't give it back, that's fine. We just want the shield. We, we really the, just want the we shield. We want that vibranium technology shield. Right? Um, and then there's this cool, like we cut to the air where there's hostages on an, on a helicopter. Yeah. So there's hostages, uh, like in helicopters in different, like armored vehicles, like going around to, uh, fuck all. And so like the good guys have to like separate. Yeah. And so they're, they're up there in the, uh, the helicopter and, Sam has wet, or Red Wing again, and he, you know, finds out that there is a uh, a pilot who uh, on on board who is the uh, cool Asian lady, and she's like, all of a sudden gets a text and was like, "Hey, no, I think her. he like oh yeah he, he like talks to no, her. No, he tells her to put on, put in her Bluetooth. Put, put in her put like your, yeah, put, yeah. Put, put, in, put in your headset, and she's like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> and because he, and he calls I because as a society we are nowhere without our AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> you putting me? You don't have a headset. <laughs> you are garbage. And so she like puts in her AirPod and he calls and she's like, uh, "What?" And he goes, "I'm gonna count down for five and you're gonna go and you're going to hop up and grab the uh, controllers." And she's like, "All right." And so she counts down for five and then all of a sudden Sam swooshes in. Steals the pilot. She the crawls on top and she flies the plane to safety or the uh, the helicopter to safety. Fucking badass. And it was so fucking cool. So cool. And then he like also comes in and saves like the the what was it like the FBI or the police or whoever they were. 
the good guys. Yeah. Good guys in helicopters. Mm-hmm. Because they were they were going down, and he, uh... And also, Red Wing can save people, because that was fucking cool. Yeah, he, like, stopped that truck from falling, right? Well, no, Red Wing, like, pulls out one of oh, the people. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, and like, straight like, up... And you're like, how strong is this thing? Because it was one person and one little drone thing, but sure, I'll buy it. It's cool. And then, uh... Sam goes and grabs him and he like lands on a bridge and then he throws his vibranium wings over with the shield with the shield protecting the top part of him and then the the helicopter like bounces off of it and you're like yeah that's badass and someone was like that's the Black Falcon and they're like no it's Captain America and cue Joanna crying again (laughs) I love the fact they call him Captain Falcon because there is a Smash Brothers character called Captain Falcon and he has this this like uh, this like move he calls the Falcon Punch and they totally reference that in here and I'm so silly about it I am glad that you caught that reference because that went right over my head. I don't know if it was a reference intentionally, but I was like, oh, they said Captain Falcon. That's hilarious. I'm glad that you made that connection (laughs) because it went right over my head. John Walker saved some people. Yeah, because like Because he decides not to kill Carly. Yeah, and he's like trying to redeem himself. He's like, I'm going to save these people and like work with the... The good guys. guys. I think he's he's trying to make the conscious decision to not be... A bad, a bad person. <laughs> um, so I think he's trying to be like, I can be this good guy. I'm going to do it. But he like twitches while he does it. Like it's like going against like his like workings as a super soldier. But he's like, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> and then he, he goes to save the people and lets Carly go. And then uh, they, uh, and immediately though, he goes, I'm going to make this right decision. And immediately they come beat the shit out of him. Uh, absolutely. Um, and then Sam comes in clutch with the shield to save the, mm-hmm. the people in the van or in the truck. And that was cool. Um, and then we find out that uh, Sharon's the power broker, maybe. Like she never really says yes when they start throwing around the name the power broker. And she's just like. Uh-huh, Sure. And not even, uh-huh, sure. She just kind of looks at him like, and then that's it. There <laughs> you go. It's like that Utica moment. <laughs> yeah. You smoke weed? Uh, uh. <laughs> she like, makes funny, funny faces. faces. I mean, so it's kind of like, is she the power broker? Are we really going down that route? Because I was like, that's what the, like, the show's been, like, trying to beat over my head is that Sharon Carter is the power broker. And maybe I just wish that the, maybe I'm like, no, the show's got to be more clever than to be like, this person we've been beating over your head the whole time is the power broker. But I mean, maybe the, she is. I mean, if, if the end, one of the end credits, if the end credit scene is any indication, they're, they're making it really feel like that she's. Maybe she's the power broker. She's the power broker and like is on her way to infiltrate the government. I still think she's going to infiltrate the government. I still think she's not a good person, but I think that there's somebody like there's still some like gag. You think that, of, that like, she's like some sort of puppet? Yeah, and that she's a still a minion for the power broker, but she's still Possibly. she's like I still have to kill these people because I can't have them connecting me to the power broker at all. Like I need to these people dead, so she like kills a uh, uh, Bartrock, and um, when he's like, "Oh, so you're the power broker," and he's she's like, he's like, "Give me more money," and she's like, "I don't take." I was like, "I don't do blackmail." Bam. Yeah. And I was like, I, "You may be a bad person, but that was fucking badass." Like <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool. <laughs> that was pretty great. And then he, you know, she kills Carly. I mean, granted, Carly was about to kill Sam. Um, 
Are... So all they have to do is just to shoot the girl? Yeah, they're, they're super strong. They're not bulletproof. Yeah, but they... In all other instances where they should have broken limbs and broken, like... Like, their heads should have been severed. I don't think at any time that there, anybody's head was severed. They threw a fucking shield, a vibranium shield, at the, some dude's face. That should have took his head clean off. It's it broken bones. So I think what I'm gathering is that, like, they're stronger. Maybe their bones are stronger, but I don't know if they, their organs are stronger. So, like, if you shoot somebody and it hits a vital organ, that organ is still... She got something in the gut, though. There are still vital organs, like, up and around there. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I am I supposed to believe that I was just this super soldier who could, like, leap tall buildings and, like, carry heavy heavy objects and, like, get, you know, entire buildings practically fall on top of them. And then all of a sudden, it just gets taken down by a bullet. A single bullet. I mean, one could arguably survive shit falling on top of you. Do you think you can survive Captain Shield's Captain America's shield to your face? No, but I'm also not a super soldier. Yeah, but I'm saying if you're a super soldier, you that would be it would it would make sense that I can survive uh uh you know, it, it, in all instances they're throwing the shield at a very high velocity and it's I'm assuming very heavy. So that should take anybody's head clear clear off. But I don't think did anybody get the shield thrown at them as from somebody who has had the super soldier serum? Because are you talking about when they're on the trucks? Because people got hit with that shield, but uh, John Walker wasn't a super soldier yet. So yeah, that shit's heavy, but it's not the same velocity as from someone who is a super I'm, soldier. I'm pretty sure Bucky threw it. If Bucky threw it, then yeah, the pro- person probably should have died. But I don't know. And also, until I see somebody buried, I don't believe anybody's fucking dead on Marvel shows. Oh, do you think Nico's still alive? Nico was, it was <laughs> like clearly like reestablished in the very next episode. This man is dead. You didn't see his body. You saw his hand. Maybe he is still alive. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, they did try, to, like the narrative definitely stated like verbatim, this man's dead. They didn't say Carly is definitely dead now. So... I mean, maybe it, she's not dead. Maybe she survived that bullet wound, and this is all for naught. Or maybe she's super dead, and we'll never see her again. Well, I mean, the I other super soldiers got exploded, and they died. Yeah, but that was exploded. Again, your head should be cleaned off by Bucky throwing that thing. I, I'm assuming Bucky throwing the vibranium Captain America shield. Yeah, but is, the writers didn't want that character to die yet, <laughs> so, so he had, he had plot plot, armor. So he had the plot armor. Got on. that plot armor. <laughs> so um, let's move on. But yeah, so super soldiers get exploded. Carly dead, probably, maybe. I don't know. Magic and, bullet. And Black Captain America spitting some hot truth. Oh god, that was such a good like a, overall speech. That like, speech was probably like the most apropos bit of screenwriting. Like, that you could have ever, like, written at this point in time. That's because they had a black man give a speech that was written by a black writer. I mean, fantastic. Because representation matters. Because representation matters, and this is, it, it is important to bring these these issues to life. I mean, obviously this is a fictionalized universe. But <laughs> there are parallels from that universe into uh, reality. 
No, like, absolutely. I think that the, you're going to hit some problematic moments, like when he kind of said, like, it, it kind of does reinforce the fact that, like, if you, you know, storm the government and you demand change, like, that's the proper way to do go about it when we're we're kind of living in a moment where like not that long ago we had people storm the government and it wasn't the right way to go about it um no but it's, I, but it's always I, been yeah. american it's been an american value that like we we can protest and that's the whole point yeah of, no you know, protest though and again like killing people are two different ways of going about things but i i do like overall though the sentiment of what he was saying like i again i cried um, I also oh, yeah. cry at everything. JJ has a... Uh, I have a notorious heart of stone. Yeah, I was going to say, JJ has a black stone heart and <laughs> will cry over nothing. Um, except for random things, like when Sabrina dies at the end of the... Eventually I can't, I can't control it. <laughs> um, but, you know, doesn't cry when, you know, America's being... <laughs> being talked about its foundation and the, uh, the gloriousness of a uh, black man rising to power and becoming a beloved superhero but you know you pick and choose your battles <laughs> oh i didn't i didn't choose to not cry <laughs> i'm just giving you shit i know you didn't, choose to, <laughs> I didn't, you didn't choose to not cry you just have no soul moving on <laughs> no um and no, but overall it was a beautiful moment and i love the uh the be able to have the acceptance of seeing a black captain america um we we just got the announcement that there is going to be a Captain America four four five four four. I'm gonna go with four. Does is Civil War the? F- uh, Civil War is the second one, and then I thought Winter Soldier was the second one. Winter Soldier is the second one. Civil War is the third one. Unnamed Captain America four, um, which I think we'll see a lot more pushback with Sam being the the new Captain America. Um, but, um, yeah, bad guy, bad guys go explodey and, um, uh-huh. by, uh, this is the best moment I think of the entire thing is that that was Zemo's butler. <laughs> Zemo's butler just presses a button and just it explodes, just explodes all of the, the flag smashers and they're like, no more super soldiers. <laughs> You're like, excellent. And I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> hysterical i like and just the cut to zemo in the raft and you're just like he's like yep my job's done <laughs> so i can sleep i can sleep peacefully now because the only super soldier running around are um john walker and bucky, bucky. yep and I, I put is john walker part of the mcu super suicide squad now what's going on i mean probably i think that's what um elaine's character val is doing it's like the anti-hero group <laughs> Yeah, I think there, there's a few different um, comic book related, like, Suicide Squad, like, adjacent characters, mm-hmm. like the Dark Avengers or the Thunderbolts. And so I think uh, that is going to be one of those. I don't know which one. According to we'll the MC, that MCU link, uh, MCU leak that we talked about earlier, um, uh, what's her face? Um, Clint Barton's daughter. Kate Bishop? Is supposedly supposed to like make an appearance with John Walker's uh, U.S. agent in some capacity. Oh, that'd be cool. I'm just really glad that we're gonna get more John Walker because that man's good television. Like, I want him on my screen. I think that he it, Wyatt Russell does such a good job. And he, you're like, I hate you, but then you kind of you've got some redeeming qualities. But that, I still want to punch you in that perfect chin. Goddamn chin. 
But then yeah. you're like kind of redeeming yourself and doing good things, but you're still an asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good stuff. I think that, um, and then we're, we slowly start wrapping everything up. Bucky gets to visit with his uh, old Japanese friend and... Finally he confesses. Can finally confesses. He leaves the book with his notebook, with Steve's notebook, with all of the names crossed out for his therapist and was like, hey, thanks, mm-hmm. Doc. Yep. Um, I did it. And then... Because um, therapy is good, y'all. Therapy works. Absolutely. You you get that therapy done. Um, Lord knows we all probably need a little bit of therapy. We probably all should be in therapy. <laughs> Um, and then, okay, in the best moment ever, Sam goes back and hangs out with Isaiah Bradley and they talk about him being Captain America and he goes, hey, I have something to show you. And they go to the Smithsonian and there is this beautiful statue with a, uh, description of who Isaiah Bradley is and what he's done. And there's some photos and he stands there and he walks over and he walks over and he gives Sam a hug and he's like, like the look on his face. I'm like, oh. Oh, he's so talented. It's so good. It was so pretty. Cue Joanna crying some more. Mm-hmm. Um, I cry a lot. Cue my stone heart. <laughs> Cue JJ going, that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> I, appre- I, I, I appreciate, appreciate this, this moment. <laughs> um, and then they all go to a cookout in yeah. Louisiana because mm-hmm. everybody... Uh, that's what you do down in the South, y'all. So you do. You have a cookout and Bucky's the white boy at the cookout and... He's uh, letting the kids like hang, hang off, off of his, his vibranium arm, and yeah. they're hanging out. And um, I'm not clever enough to notice these things, but other people are. And they said that from the ending on, every time you see Sam and Bucky together, Sam is now on Bucky's left. Oh, like Cam- like yeah. Sam as was. Yeah. And I was like, that's adorable. And then we get the end of the show, and you're like. Yay! And then I cry some more because the show because it doesn't say the Falcon and the Winter Soldier like it always does. It says Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I went, yeah, baby. And then we get a post-credit scene where Sharon gets her full pardon that Sam promised her from mm-hmm. the government, and then immediately goes outside and makes a phone call and says, "I have access to all of the government secrets now because they just reinstated me." Yep. <laughs> and gave some me full clearance. And then the show ends, and I can't wait to see. All of these characters and more things. I don't know what I'm going to do with my Marvel little heart for the next month and a half. Until we get Loki. Until we get Loki in June 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, but there we are. Hey, JJ, did you watch The Mandalorian? Yeah, I thought it was the season fina- the series finale. <laughs> the season finale. I know that we already caught... I was like, I already know the answer to this because we addressed this at the top of the episode. But that's how we that's how we transition into this shit, yo. <laughs> so, um, yeah, not the, not the season finale, but it could have been. But uh, let's talk about this real quick and unpack some things. So, the whole the episode is where um, the Mandalorian brings Grogu to the Jedi Rock. And tries to get, like, reactivate his Jedi powers or, like, get, call a Jedi to, like, help him train or whatever. And, um, it's, it starts off with him, like, being, uh, like, super, like, super daddy to, it's, it's super cute seeing Mando with Grogu trying to, like, get him to do his force powers. And when he does his force powers, he's like, yeah, you go, Grogu. And you're like, oh, it's so adorable. Um, but, so they arrive at the rock and at first nothing happens and he's like, oh, I guess it's, we have to do something else. And then um, Boba Fett and Fennec, is that what her name is? 
I believe so. The little the. It's been like nine years since I've watched this. I just call her Ming Na because that's the. And that's that's the actress. actress. <laughs> no, she's badass. And I fucking love Ming Na and everything she does. Yeah. Um, and she is actually badass in this. Like her character is fucking badass. Oh yeah, no, she's amazing. Um, but like Boba Fett comes down and is like, I want to take that armor that's my dad's. Um, and I'm gonna have my my partner shoot you if you know, uh, or not shoot you. We're gonna shoot you. We're gonna shoot the child. Uh, if you don't do it, he's like, no, don't do that. And uh, all of a sudden, a bunch of stormtroopers arrive, and now they have to like join forces and find off the stormtroopers while Grogu is doing his Jedi signaling thing on the rock. Um, Basically, being useless the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, and apparently, like you can't interrupt it. Like Mandel's like tries to like grab him and like yeah. you know bounce, but he gets all like he gets force shielded off. Shielded off. Um, so like they. Uh, they're all uh, finding the stormtroopers and uh, at some point like Mandalorian and Fennec get like cornered by like a shit ton of stormtroopers and they're like oh fuck we're we're gonna die and then Boba Fett comes in clutch kicks some ass they all kick the ass all the stormtroopers die because they're stupid Um, and then Moff Gideon's like oh you did that okay so then the dark troopers because they're scary as fuck. They is, they are scary as fuck. They're scary as fuck. And they're like, uh, ignore those idiots. Just take the goddamn kid. Yeah. And so the the dark stormtroopers take the kid, and it's sad because you're like, no, Mando, the Mando's baby. <laughs> <laughs> just they just kidnapped his baby. Yeah, they kidnapped his child. <laughs> they kidnapped his child. Um, and destroy in in the process destroyed Mando's ship. Yep. Um, all that's left is that uh the fancy spe- the fancy spear that he got from. Ahsoka? Yes. Um, and so, like, now Mando is teaming up with Boba Fett and Fennec to kind of to try to get Ma- uh, Grogu back. Cut to um, uh, Mando ask, asks Problematic Lady back in the... Uh, um, I, I think I want to say Tatooine, but that's not right. Some, some place where they met before. <laughs> and she's, like, looking up some... Like, he's, he, he wants to look up some, uh, some bad guy... Oh, I think it was in the first season. Was he in the first season? Yes. Because I recognize his face. Um, you talking about Bill Burr? Oh, is that his name? The, the actor's name? <laughs> I, I don't know who Bill Burr is, but yeah. I recognize his face. Yeah, no, he was in the previous season. Ah. Uh, and so then we cut to Grogu, like, Jedi mind fucking up the stormtroopers. It's awesome. And it's clear that, like, Grogu's powers are still... Like in their infancy, because he like gets tuckered out, and it's really, it's really kind of adorable and sad. Um, and then, uh, science guy, uh, or no, uh, what's his face, Moff Gideon is like he like puts him to sleep, and like handcuffs him and shit, and says like, oh, tell the science dude that we we've got the, the, what do they call him, the sample, it's something like that, something like that, and they're on their way to get him, uh, to the to experiment on. Yeah. And then I'm like, the fuck. And then you thought that was the end of the That episode. was the end? That was the end. It's but all done. But I guess done. it's not the end. No, there's still two more episodes. Got it. Um, the next two episodes are both bonkers good. Like, cool. great. Like, the next episode um, is honestly one of my faves. And then you have the season finale, which is just like, you're going to go, Duh. I was duh here. Yeah, no, it's like, like I said, the, the season ends out really strong, and you're just like, you hit the end, and then you're gonna be like me going like, but I want more. But can I have more? I, I want some more. Um, so that was that. You have two more episodes. Got it. 
Let's get it going. You will um, you will enjoy. If you don't, then we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> then I... Uh, then we're, we're, we're dismantling the pod. <laughs> we're going to be done. <laughs> I excommunicate you from my life. <laughs> um, but that's where we're at. Um, so let's talk about some things that are coming up because there's some like cool trailers and things that have just dropped. Oh, yeah. Um, so we have Fast and Furious 9. In the space? In space, because in the trailer there was like... They're, they're all up super, super high. They're like flying at one point, <laughs> because why not? Um, at this point, like I said, they can really do anything. Like, if this one doesn't like officially be in space, like next one they are. Um, That's when you know you made it when your franchise goes into space. I mean, it worked for uh, Freddy versus Jason, or Freddy and Jason, or no, it's Jason, Jason X. Jason X, mm-hmm. that was when there's Jason in space. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. It's so bad, it's great. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's the only thing I pulled from this trailer besides like, yeah, this looks like a Fast and Furious movie. Um, eventually, we'll do all the Fast and Furious movies for yeah. our franchise deep dive. That'll be fun. Um, Handmaid's Tale comes back. So on the side, because we don't have time to talk about everything, I have been watching The Handmaid's Tale for the first time. Joanna plays catch up. Joanna plays catch up. <laughs> and so um, I've been watching it with uh, JJ's boyfriend and JJ occasionally when he's not working because mm-hmm. we watch it in the evening when JJ works. Um, but I finally caught up on all of The Handmaid's Tale. I have felt anger. I have cried. I felt more anger. I cried some more. Felt lots more anger. Felt lots more anger. <laughs> um, and so um, let's, I'm excited to see. And so after we finish watching the series, we watch the trailer because I've been avoiding the trailer like the Matrix. <laughs> and I'm really excited to see how things play out um, because the handmaids are on the run. <laughs> right. Because they just got all of the children to Canada. Like, mm-hmm. 82 of them. So that was exciting. And um, I want to see more. I hope this show doesn't last for too many more seasons. I've talked about it. I've decided that it should be one and a half more seasons. That makes a, a, a amount of sense for what you can do without this show completely jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. Or it'll Get go that forever. Game of Thrones? <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> Ooh, we, we don't speak of that anymore. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Um, also, The Conjuring 3. So, uh, my boyfriend and I are huge horror movie buffs, and we love and the, uh, all things that are either even the bad horror movies like you see on Netflix and, uh, like all the streaming channels, like all those, like, horrible B-movie B quality, uh, uh, horror slasher films. We love it. Oh yeah, the worse the worse it is, the more it's it's that much more enjoyable. Oh yeah, no, I've that seen some terrible movies with you guys. <laughs> um, but uh, the Conjuring has consistently been top quality, good like horror movies done well, and the third Conjuring movie just dropped their trailer, uh, literally like days ago, um, and. It's going in uh, on a. Uh, it's more like uh, on like a like a trial. There's like a trial that's happening, and they're they're called upon the the main characters, um, the Warrens, who are paranormal um, investigators, are called to kind of like make sense of what's what's happening here because we we 
get a glimpse of uh, this kid like wandering the, the country roads and he's like covered in blood and he's like I, I didn't do it I don't know what happened and so they're they're you know investigating possible demonic possession and uh, all the cool things that I live for um, so I yesterday went to the movies to go see Mortal Kombat because I'm fully vaccinated lady and I had um, those free movie tickets like built up on my Cinemark account Hell yeah. so I was like I'm gonna go see it so I went and saw it. Um, spoiler alert: Mortal Kombat. It was alright. <laughs> it's definitely fan service. Like it's alright. <laughs> if you if you watch the original movie at all, you're it's just basically like it's fan service. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it, it, it is exactly what it needs to be. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. It was alright. It wasn't anything like award winning, but it was fine. But the Conjuring trailer, because I hadn't watched the trailer when I saw it on our notes yet, it was. Before it was yeah. playing before the movie, and seeing that shit one on a big screen, I was like, "Ooh, this movie actually looks really good." Um, and it's The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. The Devil Made Me Do It. Which sounds like it's going to be a terrible movie, but looks like it's going to be wonderful. So I'm actually really excited to watch that when it comes out. Um, and I believe this is the only Conjuring movie that has like a tagline. I don't think the other movies had taglines. I don't remember. Probably, possibly I, not, but that's like the new thing to do, I guess, these days. Add, add them, them taglines. But if this looks like one that I will actually sit through and be like, yeah, let's go see this on like a bigger screen than... Yeah, the only movies I see in theaters are like horror movies or, you know, Disney Pixar movies. <laughs> that's because that's what that's what we make you go see. Because <laughs> I'm like, you gotta... There's no... There's no better like way to kind of experience the horror, unless if it's like unless three it's... stories tall in your in your face with like loud surround sound. Absolutely. Because that's when that's when it gets you. Yeah. So otherwise, it's, otherwise it's just me and you curled up on the couch going, "Ooh, this looks scary. This looks scary. This yeah. looks scary." Ah! <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> Um, let's see, then, uh, the Dexter trailer came out. I'm gonna... It was like a teaser. It was a teaser. It was a teaser. Um, and it was, it's definitely kind of coming, trying to continue the storyline from the, the season finale and possibly trying to redeem it, uh, trying to, to do the ending a little bit better. Um, I've heard the ending to Dexter was terrible. I have not seen Dexter. Dexter is very good. I've heard, like, people are very passionate about this show, yes. and I've had lots of people tell me to watch it. I may one day watch it. John Lithgow, I think it's the third, is it the third season? Oh, oh I love John Lithgow. John, if I would have known John Lithgow was in it, I would have watched this ages John ago. John <laughs> Lithgow is a, prominent character, is a prominent player in this third season, and he is Fantastic! I love him Fantastic. so much. All right, um, I'm sold. It's it's very it's super super good, and it's just a, like a little teaser just to say like oh uh, it's coming. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's the character kind of going back because the uh, the series the series kind of ends. Uh, he's uh, a know, lumberjack in a woods, right? Like that's yeah. what I've been. I I've seen spoilers. Um, and so like now he's he's his like initial like instincts to kill are kind of coming back. And that's what the trail, the little teaser is about. And you're like, yes, Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. Um, something I'm slightly more excited about: West Side Story. Although I hate West Side Story, I'm 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 going to throw it out there. Controversial yet brave. I don't love West Side Story. I love musicals. It's not my favorite. I've seen it live. It's fine. 
it's it's really just because it's it's rehashing Romeo and Juliet again, which is not a great story. Sorry, <laughs> come at me. <laughs> um, however, this looks like it's going to be done properly. It seems like it's going to be done. They threw 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 a lot of money at this. And I mean, because it like the so the preview like or the trailer looks nice. It's a teaser trailer, so they're not giving a whole lot away. But tell me why immediately when it pops up and I start watching it, I was like, why does this look like just like a darker version of the nights? Right. <laughs> because it's the same type of setting and look. And then it gets brighter. And I'm like, okay, this feels a little bit more like West Side Story. Um, I do appreciate that they're not throwing big Hollywood names at it. They're using actual like Broadway actors. Or like trained dancers and things like that to be in this movie. So well, the guy I'm, who plays the guy who plays um, the Romeo character, he's a pretty well established like film actor. He's a film actor, but he also has a he he also has been a trained ballet dancer since age nine. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Because I look, I googled him. I was Good like, who are you? What have you done? And like, why are you uh, why are you in this? And I was like, oh, you started training to do ballet since you were nine. Yeah, you can be in this movie. Because that makes sense for a dance-based musical That's, movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then uh, Rita Moreno is going to be in it, which was great because she was famously in the movie. Mm-hmm. And she's bringing that EGOT clout with her. Hell yeah. And then one of the characters, um, I don't think it's Anita. Maybe it's Anita. Uh, one of the characters is played by the actress who is the bullet in Hamilton. Oh, and I was like, look at you getting onto that big screen. So, um, will I watch this iteration of West Side Story? Probably. I'm starved for musical needs and I want to see how they do it. Um, and compare it to all of the other movies and things. Mm -hmm. Will I love it? Verdict's out, but probably not because I just don't love West Side Story. I will try not to hold it against it when we talk about it after we see it, but... (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of the same, same on the same boat. West Side Story has never been a favorite of mine. I also very uh, didn't see it until I was like in my late twenties, so like I don't have like the nostalgia, nostalgia. factor kind of playing in. Uh, so like, uh, yeah, we'll probably see it just because it's a musical that's it's time honored and it's you know pe- people do like it. It's very successful. I will say that I did not see any snapping in this trailer, and I can't decide if I'm excited by that or disappointed. <laughs> well, the jury's out on that. We'll um, see. We'll see. I mean... Do we get the cheesy Jets versus Sharks snap off? I am <laughs> um, hopeful for at least one snap, <laughs> um, but we shall see. Yeah. But hey, we made it to the end. We did. So uh, thanks for listening to Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can uh, send us an email with any and all of your opinions at nobodyaskedouropinion at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at nobodyaskedouropinion. You can listen to us on YouTube at nobodyaskedouropinionpodcast. And I was just informed that all of our looks that we tooted and booted for Drag Race will be on the YouTube uh, page. So uh, listen to us on the podcasting apps. But Go check out our YouTube page so you can see the looks that we're talking about. Um, you can follow me, Joanna, at JoeySnow2006. And JJ, me, at PianoMan underscore zero five. Uh, follow our unpaid intern, Natalia, at the third Rule Creative. And our producer, Jonathan, at Jelly Sound. 
rate us, leave a review wherever you get your podcast, um, like and subscribe and all of the fun things that you do to make podcasts happen for you in your life. Tell your friends to check us out because word of mouth is our best way to uh, gain more listeners. So yeah, join us again on Friday where you'll hear us talk more uh, about the Spider-Man franchise where we will be doing The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So uh, thanks again for listening. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.